Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 238, and it is titled, This is the Proper Way to Handle Money in a Relationship. So... When we get into the stats, which is one of the first things we're going to cover on the show, you're going to really see just how important money is in a relationship. And what is interesting about that is in 237 episodes, we've covered just about everything that you can think of in regards to sex, love, and relationships. But I don't think we've ever actually done a whole show on this topic. And given how important it is in relationships, I kind of feel like that's a bit of an oversight. (laughs) But we are correcting that today. And we have a guest host with us who I will introduce in a moment. If you're watching on video, you already see her here in the studio with me. First, though, an ad from our sponsor. Do you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed? Then check out Power and Mastery. It's the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. If you've been listening to this show at all for any length of time, you know that that is the men's sexual mastery course that Celine and I created. It is awesome, and you should go check it out at powerandmastery.com. Now... Uh, I have a guest host with me today. This is not an interview style. Uh, You've heard me talk about this on the show before that I wanted to bring some guest hosts in to spice things up and have some different opinions and create some dynamics. So we've got that today. And I'm going to let our guest host introduce herself. That's me. I get to introduce myself. So I'm Beth Banning, and I have been working with people, couples for, I don't know, almost 30 years now. Blows my mind. 30 years, wow. (laughs) I know. So when my husband was alive, we did a lot of work with couples. I've transitioned into certifying coaches in the model we developed. And uh, this was real fun because I loved when we worked with couples. And when we were talking, we decided to do this thing on money, which is very near and dear to my heart. Because my parents fought about money constantly. Uh-huh. Constantly. And what I love is that it doesn't just, well, don't love, but I love helping to transform it, is that your problems or challenges with money don't just affect you as a couple. It affects your whole family. That is very true. So as we go along on this topic, uh, I would love to hear some of that personal experience. And and I'll share my personal experience with Celine, too, and how we dealt with money Mm -hmm. and and how that uh, affected our relationship, which, you know, for us, it was super easy. But I'll I'll explain why that was. I'd love to hear that. And people will, will, I think, (laughs) hopefully get that. So let's just dive in and kind of set the stage about how important this subject is. So we have some stats here. I'll read them because they're really small over here. I can't read them at all. (laughs) (laughs) So we have some stats on money, marital problems, and divorce. So a survey conducted by the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers found that financial issues were cited as the primary reason for divorce in over 60% of cases. That's insane. 60% of divorces, the primary reason, meaning the number one reason people got divorced was money. Crazy, right? Completely crazy. No, no, it's crazy. Crazy because, in my personal opinion, and we'll talk about this especially mm-hmm. when we get towards the end of the show when we're really going into how do you deal with it, but they are things that can so easily be fixed. I know. It's, you know, really it is a society thing. We don't talk about money. That's really well, the problem. Well, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Okay, so all right, that was one survey conducted. All right, wait. <laughs> more there, stats. There's more. <laughs> a study published in the Journal of Family and Economic Issues found that couples who reported high levels of financial strain were more likely to divorce than those who reported low levels of financial strain. Very, it's, it, it, it talks to that first survey. Yeah, well, all of these are basically to some extent saying the same (laughs) thing, right? This will mess you up. Right. So a study published in the Journal of Marriage and Family found that couples who reported disagreeing about money at least once a week were over 30% more likely to divorce than those who reported disagreeing about money less frequently. Mm -hmm. 
And then the last one, a survey conducted by creditcards.com found that money was the second most common cause of arguments among couples behind only parenting issues. And if you don't have kids, then it's obviously number one. (laughs) Obviously. I heard one more on the way here, believe it or not. Please share. 25% of couples, they're calling it financial infidelity. Financial, financial inf- infidelity. I thought that was very interesting, right? It's it's lying about money. Yeah. In your 25% of couples, there is some financial infidelity in your relationship. Crazy. You know, that doesn't surprise me. So, you know, like we're, we're all involved in social media to some extent, right? Yeah. And so on social media, I'm in some of these groups for like hobbies and things that I enjoy, one of which is music and guitar. Like everybody can always see the one guitar that pokes out in the corner over here. Right. There's it's, a bunch there's more a on the wall. I was say. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see them all. Um, but but I often see men in these groups showing photos of this new guitar they bought and uh, then commenting about the, the, the wife doesn't know how much it cost, right. you know, or you know, guys talking about strategies about like, you know, the, the trick is you keep them in the cases in the closet <laughs> and then she doesn't know how many you have, you know. <laughs> And I hear women talking about shoes the same way. Right. <laughs> you know, that with Selena and I, that never would have worked because we knew literally anything and everything about each other. There you go. And there was literally no secrets whatsoever. And she knew exactly how many guitars and exactly what right. each one was and how much they cost because we talked about all that yeah. stuff. Well, like, see, that's the important part. But we're going to get to that. Right? We, we are, we are <laughs> going to get to that. Um, okay. So I think at this point, at least listeners understand how big an issue this yeah. is. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the overwhelming majority of people listening, because most of the people that do listen to this show tends to be monogamous couples. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they've all experienced this to some yeah, extent. One, in one way or another. Right. So the next thing we want to talk about is some of the common money issues. So like we know money is a problem because we just established right. that with all of the stats that we gave. But how does it show up in relationships? What are the actual things that happen Mm -hmm. that cause those high divorce rates. And so number one on the list, different spending habits. So one person may be a saver while the other person is a spender. This is the opposites attract kind of thing, right? (laughs) And, And I see it in most relationships, really, you don't go in having like the same spending habits. You really don't. I don't know. I'd be curious how often that opposites attract really shows up here. Hmm. Yeah, you know, like when you're getting to know somebody and you're forming a relationship with them and you're dating them, I mean, spending habits may come up, but it's not like, it's not something that you would see. In other words, let's say you're on a dating app and you're filling out your profile. They don't ask you, are you a saver or a spender? <laughs> no. Right? Like it's not one of those criteria no. that people generally would talk about. And usually what happens is, you get attracted for whatever reason, and now you're together, and then you find out you have different spending habits. Yeah. Well, you can notice in the dating, though. Oh, I, you can. And, and, and it can also be like a lie because, you know, you go out on a date, you want to put on your best, you know, and you look. And so you can be a lot more generous. You know, you look in that generosity, how you are spending habits. You see it. You can see it. But, but that's kind of why I say then you find out. Right. Right? Because the reality is... That one, you don't know in the beginning. Right. Uh, two, you're completely blinded by all the chemicals of new attraction, yeah. right? Like they can do no wrong. Everything's great for the first year and this a half. This is why right? I'm lucky being older now <laughs> because those chemicals are a little less exciting, right? right. So I, like, I'm watching because I'm doing the dating thing now mm-hmm. and I can see things I just didn't see when all those hormones were just going crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm way more picky. Good. You should be. That comes with experience. I'm I'm good with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to number two, unequal financial contributions. That's a tricky one. More for men tending to be, but that's all. This is a tricky one. And here's what I'll say about this. Traditionally in the past, it was always unequal. Right. The man earned the majority of the money. The woman 
if she worked at all, didn't work much, didn't have the same level of job, didn't contribute financially as much to the relationship. But that was the accepted norm. And so nobody really had a problem with that, except when the husband was too controlling and wouldn't allow the woman to actually... Right. Or when know, there was a divorce, so there was nothing, yeah. and all those things. But now today we've got the opposite problem. Well, all kinds of problems, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all kinds of problems. But, but the opposite problem in a sense that we're trying to make everything completely equal. Right, and now there's this oh, idea yeah. that both people in the relationship have to contribute equal, equally financially, mm. and sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. So, just like an example with Celine and I, we both actually made about the same amount of money the entire time oh, that wow. we were together, and so we didn't do it on purpose. Right, it just, it just when you looked at it, we, we were both. And we'll talk about strategies for mm. how we managed that money. But the idea is, we actually were both contributing the same. Mm. However, as much as she loved the work that she did, and she loved doing, you know, sex, love, and relationship coaching with people and helping them change their lives, she also really loved just being a housewife. Like, she made it really clear that, like, if, if she didn't have to work, that she would just work with clients occasionally, and she would love to mm. just, you know, do the laundry, cook, take mm. care of the home, and she loved that, right? And so one of the things I said to her is, you know, first of all, we live in Southern California. Yeah. How do you live in Southern California without two incomes? I was going to say, with a lot of money, that's how you live in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or right. you both have to work, right? right. I mean, that's just yeah. the reality of, of life. And so, I, but I had always told her, if we can get our business to the point where you don't have to work and you can just do that, I'm, I would be perfectly fine with that. I had no problems with it being completely unequal. Right. Uh, but in today's society, that's kind of like a no-no. Well, you know, I, I, you know, the other problem with that is there are a lot of women making a lot of money right now, a lot of women. And so really there is a problem on the mass, you know, the, the side of the men I hear where they feel uncomfortable, not because it is so out of the norm, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. like them making less money. And you had said something about like that there is this 50, 50 thing where everybody thinks they need to make the same amount of money, but I don't know how often that actually happens. You know, <laughs> I'm just telling you that's yeah. the pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. from society oh, that every, okay. everything today in relationships, everything's got to be equal. I vacuum the floor this week. You do it next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I make this. Yeah, I contribute I this much money to the relationship. You contribute that much money, right? Or you and have to make it up somewhere else. Yeah. So I mean, if we're it's talking, it's that fifty-fifty thing that's the problem. Yes, that that is the problem. So, and I I think actually in the in the last week's episode I was talking about this, or maybe it was the one mm -hmm. before that, about you know my definition of of uh, equity in, instead of uh, equality in mm -hmm. a sense that. You know, to, for a relationship to really work, it's not a, a 50 50 split everything. It's you, you put in the same amount of effort in, right? But, you know, in one case, one person might do more of the cleaning, mm -hmm. but the other person does more of the, I don't know, fixing maintenance mm -hmm. of the thing. You're not putting in 50 50 exactly the same, but right. the amount of energy that you're putting in should be roughly the, the same. And the other thing that happens too is uh, the truth is sometimes it's really skewed one way at a certain at like a certain time. For sure. And then and then it gets filled in at other for sure. times. So one, that's, one person gets laid off from their job, the other person covers it for six months until they get right. a new job. One person has right. a health challenge, they can't right. work, the other for sure. And it's the scorekeeping, too, that becomes the problem. You know, if you're looking to, like, that that score has to be evened out, like, somehow in a certain amount of time, that becomes a problem. Too. For sure. I mean, just that's a perfect example. Like, let's say one person gets laid off, right, and the other person has to cover it. You don't scorekeep and say, now that you have a job, you have to contribute right. and I'm gonna all just the back lay stuff back. that you... <laughs> or, yeah, or now I get a chance to, uh, to take out six months off. No, it doesn't work like that. So, all right. Next on the list, lack of communication, failing to have open and honest communication mm -hmm. about money. This is what I we're talking about with these guys honestly. buying expensive guitars yeah. and burying them in the closet yeah. so their wife doesn't know they and exist. And this is also the just we don't talk about money in this society. Yeah. We just don't. It's like a ta it's one of those taboo subjects, which better stop because this is really, I think, where the biggest part of the problem comes in. Well, it is a huge part of the problem. I mean, for so many reasons. We could probably spend the next 15 minutes just talking about Do that. Do a whole but show on that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but 
you know, in today's society, the importance of money is so huge just in life in general. Um, you know, most people, this was a couple of years ago, and I'm sure it's gotten worse since then, but, you know, just a couple of years ago, they did a survey and found out that the average family couldn't afford an extra $500 expenditure a month. $500. When you're working on margins that are that tight, conversations around money become critically important. It's not like you're a millionaire, right? Where if you blow a thousand bucks here, $10,000 there, or a hundred thousand dollars, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change your life. When you're working on margins of like, wow, we can't afford a $500 car repair this month, it's you've a problem. got to have these conversations. And avoiding them is only going to make things worse. And that is usually you either avoid them or you talk around them, you know, which is a problem too. You know? For sure, for sure. So avoiding them obviously is a problem, yeah. but I like the point that you bring up about talking around them mm-hmm. because... You may not be telling the whole story. And you think you're making agreements when you're not making it. Well, we're going to get into all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Okay. All right. Next, uh, lack of financial transparency. If one person hides their financial situation. This is that infidelity thing. Or not, yes, or not being transparent about their spending. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about, so there's a strategy and... I'm sure that you've heard this. You probably even did the same thing. But there's a very easy strategy for this. I'm curious. Go, go. All right. Well, I'll mention it now. And we'll talk about it more later. But this whole idea of uh, transparency. Why would somebody not be transparent? I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. I I didn't know whether it was a real question or just an in-the-space question. Well, it is an in-the-space question, but we need to answer it in order to explain why the strategy works. So my answer is the biggest reason we don't do that up front is that, well, there's actually a couple of reasons, but it all comes down to fear of losing out on something, right? Losing relationship, losing your self-esteem, losing my safety. It's all about fear of losing. Great. That's a great answer. So, so yeah, people are not transparent because there's some fear under there about, oh, maybe I shouldn't have spent that, or, oh, maybe he or she's going to be angry at me because I did that, or, oh, she wanted to remodel the bedroom, but I blew it on a $5,000 guitar, yeah. right? You know, like, so that's, those are the reasons exactly. why people aren't transparent. But the simple solution, and, and the one that Selena and I did the entire time we were together was like, okay... So we're each making money. We know how much it takes to run our lives as far as what the expenses are. We contribute to that. And whatever's left over, we get to do whatever we want with. You know, I just I don't question her. She doesn't question me. If I buy an expensive guitar, she's like, cool. Does it make you happy? Mm -hmm. Awesome. The only time it would be a problem if I said, "Um, I can't, I can't pay the bills this month. Yeah, that would be a problem. Like, that would be a problem. Otherwise... (laughs) That's the problem. I never questioned her on anything. If she wanted to... Wait, I have a question, though. So when you were, like, wanted to save for something, then you just kind of decided how much that became the part of the um, big... Big bills. Exactly. And okay. then and for, for different projects, mm-hmm. we would have a discussion. Like, you know, we, there was... It there came was, out of that that um, extra finances that you guys could spend any way you wanted. Right, right. So, like, for instance, um, we, we did, like, three sort of room redecoration remodel projects mm-hmm. in a row in one year. And that year, I really and wanted... And they get kind of pricey. Yeah, right? they do. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted to buy a new mountain bike that year. Like, also like, kind of really... pricey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, this is the sort of thing where this is this is how it works when you're a couple. Like, mm-hmm. we sat down and we talked about what it, what do we really need? What is most important? Mm-hmm. And where should we put that money? And so I, I put off buying a new mountain bike for another year mm-hmm. because I understood how important it was for her like okay here's here's the big the big thing that she really 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 wanted she really wanted a new bed this was like super important to her mm-hmm. but if she had very high standards it needed to be organic and like no fire retardant chemicals like the law requires the and like yeah the yeah. mattress bed bed frame mattress mm-hmm. like basically we kind of redecorated the whole master bedroom is what ended up happening mm-hmm. yeah right because when but, you get one thing something else needs to get better but the thing is i'm like okay a new mountain bike would be great i had been wanting one for a couple of years all right but i knew 
how happy her having that new bed was going to make her. Hey, you know, we spent a fair amount of time in that bed. So that's, that's right. <laughs> that it was to my benefit as well. That's right. <laughs> but, but, but that's how you handle it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, like we know what the regular expenses mm-hmm. are. You contribute to them, mm-hmm. you know, and you have that agreement. And then if something comes up, you know, you got to do a remodel on the house or you right. need to buy a new car or whatever it is. You say, okay, how much money do we need for that? And that was actually another good one that, that came up. I had bought a new truck. I'd always had a 4x4 four four truck. The one out in the driveway. Yeah. So we used to do a lot of camping trips that required 4x and lifted. And, and my old truck was just, it was done. So I had to get rid of that and I bought a new truck. But I couldn't get one that was already lit. Like I just didn't have them that was already set up for doing off-road stuff. So I bought this new truck and I needed to put like, you know, it was a very expensive truck to begin with. And I needed to put like another... I was five or six thousand dollars into it in order to get it where I needed it mm. to be, and I didn't really have the extra five or six thousand dollars at the time to you do that. You guys were married at the time, yeah, and so you know, but she understood that that was something that we used regularly because we used to do a lot of camping trips, and so we just sat down. She's like, "Okay, what's it going to cost?" And we literally um, every month. Just both yeah. of us contributed a little bit to the to the fund until we were able to yeah. fund it, and then we did it, right? So those are the kinds of right. conversations. That and you those have to... are the kinds of agreements that make the difference. You know, yes. you can have a conversation, but without going, well, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. And and are we going to agree to do it this particular way? This yes. is really where the you know rubber meets the road. Yeah, as they say. And, and we will definitely yeah. go into that in a lot more detail yeah, yeah, as yeah. we go. Let's let's finish these <laughs> common uh, issues that people run into. Uh, this is a good one. Disagreement on what things are important to spend money on. This is on. just what you were talking about, really, was the, you know, she wanted the bedroom thing, you mm-hmm. wanted the truck thing. So how do you decide and when do you decide to do those things? And I loved what you said, too, about, you know, she really wanted that. Sometimes we have to really just check in. And I don't even think it's about, you know, compromise per se. It's like when you get how much your partner wants something, it's, it's like can be a gift for them. Totally. Too, I mean, you know? in general, for the most part, as men, we want to please our women yeah. in, in all different yeah, yeah, yeah. ways, not just in the bedroom, but sure. like we want the, to make them happy, yeah. we, you know? So, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, absolutely vice versa. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> guys get a bad rap and get say, oh, they don't, they don't care so much about mm, that. They, no. You know, so that's why I, I kind of yeah. singled out I men. It's like, that. if you really... If you really take the time to stop and, and think about it and look at the things that we do, in most cases, men really do want yeah. to please our women. We don't always go about it the well, proper that, way. That, well, and, and in but, a way, other people can tell what you're doing. Yes, That's that, a, that, is, that <laughs> as well. But we do. And so, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, it was important um, because I knew that she would really like it. Yeah, I heard and that. Yeah. So, it was like a gift. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It is a nice bed. I do enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. And last one on the list. Different ideas of how much is too much. So how how you value money. Mm-hmm. This this actually is an interesting one. This is the only um, difference that her and I had oh, in money. Um, whereas she would look at a certain sum of money as being, whoa, that's a lot of money. Mm. And I would look at it and say, yeah, not so much. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> funny, that's funny. Yeah, but but she was aware of it, and um, she actually made an effort to try to see things more mm-hmm. my way because she understood that that looking at a certain amount of money as like, oh my God, that's so much money. She understood that that was keeping her small and not allowing her to expand into doing mm-hmm. bigger projects and things. So let's say. Like, you know, this studio is not the original studio that we had, and it took money investment. Oh, yes. All that really does take money investment. Right. That's for sure. In order to build that mm-hmm. out, right? And so when, when, you, when you have the idea that X number of thousands of dollars is so much money to spend, you tend to hold yourself back from being able to make steps right. that are actually... take risks. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so she understood that, yeah, and so yeah, she yeah. was willing to like, okay... 
I kind of would be curious because like your background and your upbringing, all that has a lot to do with that. A lot to do with it. it Because I watched my mother and father, like I was saying in the beginning. Now, my mother was very poor during the Depression, right? They both grew up during the Depression. And my father was fine. He was a middle-class family. They stayed middle-class. And my mother was tight with her money. Because that's, you know, she had to be growing up. So mm-hmm. it was like that. Like, that's a lot of money. You know, we need to put that away. Yeah. And my father was like, yeah, let's spend it. You know? <laughs> well, and that, that's absolutely right. And that's, that's where the differences uh, between her and I in that area came up. Whereas where she grew up in Europe, um, yeah, money was definitely more mm-hmm. tight, especially in the early years. Not, not so much now. Now her parents are doing great. But... You know, when she was young, yeah. money was That's tight. That's when those beliefs start really exactly. ingraining. Me, on the other hand, I didn't grow up wealthy by yeah, any yeah, means. Me too, yeah. But so my my grandfather, my father's dad, um, first born in America, uh, first generation born in America, uh, Italian immigrant parents, um, they had literally nothing, like literally nothing. Yeah, a lot of people. But he built his own business, and when he died, he was a millionaire. Wow. Um, but you would have never known it mm-hmm. because he didn't live like that mm-hmm. at all. He lived like your average lower middle class person with some exceptions. <laughs> and th- so this is why I'm, I'm telling you this because it's, what's interesting about it is, is he, he lived very simply, very frugally, but he had lots of money. And... There were certain things that were important to him, and in those areas, yeah. money was no expense. Right. Like the perfect example would be uh, every Mother's Day, he would get the entire family together and he would take everybody out to a restaurant, like take over like a whole mm. restaurant, and money was no expense. Interesting. And he would be like, "Whatever you want, you just call the person over and you get it." And so, in so certain, it's like family and connection and all that kind of thing was really important to him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's very Italian culture, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just. What it showed was that you could spend money mm-hmm. on things when they were important, mm-hmm. right? But that in general, you should be a bit more frugal. frugal. Right. That's, that's the message that I got yeah, growing I got up it. from that. And, you know, and then in my family, we were just, we were just average middle class, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we weren't hurting now, were for money. Were there risk takers in your family or No. Financially, yeah. no, I'd say they're all pretty conservative. Yeah, sometimes, which is really interesting, we will go the opposite way. That can happen of yeah. what you've grown up with too. Yeah. Oh, it's such an interesting little. Thing. <laughs> so yeah, I've been, the psyche, what, you know. But what's funny is telling that story. Like if I think about how I generally approach money, mm-hmm. I pretty much follow that same mm-hmm. pattern. In other words, certain things are important to you. I generally live below my means, mm-hmm. and I'm generally re- relatively frugal with money. But for certain things. It's like money's no expense. I don't care what it costs. Yeah. Especially if you're going to make money with it or you're going to really enjoy like the, the experience of it, it right. sounds like, from what I've been hearing. Exactly. Okay, so that was common money issues that couples experience. <laughs> How are we doing on time? All right, we're going to go a little bit faster right. through this right. next section. The most common mistakes couples make. Mm-hmm. All right, so number one on the list. Not having open and honest communication. We kind of right. already, we talked, kind of about already talked about that. We don't need to say a whole right. lot more it's about a, it's it. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Start talking. Exactly. Uh, they don't create agreements. We, yeah, we, we, about started, we started to touch yeah. on this, and we'll, I think yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. more about it when we talk about how yeah. to manage Because it's money, so important. Very important. We talk a lot about agreements on this show when okay. it comes to relationships, oh, but, yeah. but they're more in the context of like, you know, Sexual boundaries right, and, and right. things like that. It's really the same, honestly. Of course it's all it is. the same. Agreements of course are agreements. It is. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, number three, they think they made agreements but didn't or aren't on the same this page. This one I see all the time mm-hmm. because this is the talking around things. Yep. We say things without checking to see if the other person has really heard what we've said instead of through their filters. It's craziness. I have learned that lesson the hard <laughs> way. I had a girlfriend years ago who we just were constantly having these disagreements and I couldn't understand why because I felt like <laughs> I was doing a really good job of communicating mm-hmm. what I needed and where I was at. And at that point in time, I had taken, I think it was a communication workshop or something like that. And one of the strategies was asking your partner to repeat back Mm, what mm, you had just said. 
and so I said, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see how this, how this works out. So one time we were having a, a disagreement about something and I just stopped and I said, okay, can you please repeat back to me what I just said? The initial response was she got super offended, like, what well, I don't do that. I know. You know, blah, blah. I said, no, no, no. This isn't thing. about you. I just want to make sure <laughs> that... I was clear. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she re- she repeated it back, and it was completely the opposite thing. I know. It's that, insanity. Literally. I know. Like, to use an example, if I said this wall is white, she goes, well, you just told me it was black. Right. And it's I'm got like, lines in it. And your, your, yeah. your eyes get giant. You're like... How? How did you hear How that? How did you hear that? I right? know it's insanity. Yeah, so that that's yeah. that's the whole thing. You it, you think maybe that you communicated very clearly, but what did the other person hear exactly. on the other side? And, and you could have co- communicated clearly. Well, everybody's got right? their own filters. And if you talk to three different people, they'll all hear three different things because they process it <laughs> exactly. differently. They have their own filters, exactly. their own biases, and yeah. all that stuff. This so. is a big one for people to get, honestly. You can't take care of money or anything else unless you understand that you do not always, other people don't always hear what you're saying and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You don't either. So Totally. All right. Uh, number four, they refuse to look at finances and just hope things In will general. work out. <laughs> That's right. I have oh, seen this I one. I have absolutely seen this one where, you know, <laughs> like you, you ask a girlfriend about it and she's like, I haven't looked at my bank account in six months. I don't really want to know. I just keep making those minimum payments. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, but how do you know you're ever paying down the balance? You're not if you're paying those minimum payments. If you're not looking at it. (laughs) I know. Well, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I have a friend that does that. I'm like, uh, you know. I had to do an intervention uh, in that case. I said, okay, no, look, we're (laughs) going to sit down. We're going to pull up every single credit card and loan and thing that you have. And we're going to figure out what it's costing you and how much progress you've made in the last X number of years. And, but that's what we had to do. Minimum payments, not a good thing, but that's a whole. No, but here's the thing. When we, when we actually sat down and looked at it, what we what we realized was exactly what you just said, and it's not surprising that she was basically just perpetually in the same place or growing. getting or getting right. worse. Yeah, right? yeah, it's worse. And it's so horrible. we literally made a plan to refinance. Awesome. And within, yeah. I think it was a year, year and a half of just looking at it, right. she didn't make it's any huge. more money. She didn't change anything other than looking at it, understanding where it was at, forming a plan, and just dedicating herself to paying it off and in a year she was out of debt yeah it's it is pretty simple when you start looking at it you know and nothing can change if well you're it's not math yeah. it's just yeah. math right you but know? it does speak to nothing can change unless you're conscious of yeah. what's happening absolutely it's just the truth uh all right number five they refuse to compromise no, sometimes yeah sometimes you have to compromise and number six one person rules the finances with an iron uh, fist. Yeah, that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only is it sad. Now, it's possible that that person ruling with an iron fist is good with money Perhaps. and is doing the right things, but it's still a mistake well, because it's it leaving creates the other person resentment. out completely. Yeah. So and you're not working. It's not a partnership a at all. Exactly. We said the same thing at the same time. Exactly. Okay. So, so those are some of the most common mistakes that couples make. And I'm guessing everybody's listening knows some of those. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure At they do. At least a couple. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to take a quick break for our second sponsor. Uh, then we want to talk a little bit about some of the negative issues that can result from those mistakes. And then we want to spend the rest of the time on this show talking about strategies that you can use to fix these problems, to avoid these problems, to have a harmonious flow when it comes to money in your relationship. All what we want. And avoid the 60% divorce rate. Okay, I like that, right? All right. We'll fix that. that. Yes. Okay. Sponsor number two. Hey, guys, do you know what makes a man great? You know the kind of masculine man that women are irresistibly attracted to and want. Is it money, job title, his physical body, being great in bed, a big penis, great pickup lines, or something else? What if you don't have those things or you only have some of them? What if you've had a string of failed relationships, are embarrassed by your bedroom skills, doubt whether you can rise to the occasion, worry about lasting long enough, or or, or are always stuck in the friend zone? 
If that is you, I can help you. If you're ready to make some big changes and finally become the man you've always wanted to be, then this is the program for you. Go to celineremy.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. That's celineremy.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. Don't remember or don't worry about remembering the link. It is in the comments below. You should go there if that sounds like you. If you're stuck in any of those places, we can make big transformations over here. All right. So back to money issues. All right, here we are. <laughs> so some of the things that can come out of those common mistakes and issues that people face. Number one, trust issues. You can't not have trust issues. When you're not talking about things, you're lying about things, things aren't, you know, I mean, trust issues. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, and... <clears throat> Literally, there's nothing that is more toxic to a relationship really? than trust issues. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, that starts, you know, as you go through these, but with that lack of trust, all these other things kind of cascade from there. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the next one? Create stress and conflict. Yeah. In Ouch. those beginning stats that we mentioned, what was the, one, of the, one of the surveys was... Money, uh, stress, and conflict. Stress and conflict. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly it, yep. We've got enough stress and conflict, you know? Let's not bring it home. Right. <laughs> home is really supposed to be the sanctuary where you get oh, to escape yeah. the insanity right. of the world and show up to a place that feels safe and comfortable yeah. with a loving partner and family where you can, like, de-stress breathe. from. Breathe, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, number three creates a lack of intimacy, both sexual and emotional. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, really does. Yeah. And you can see how, again, trust, if you're, if you're not in trust in the relationship, how are you going to feel that intimacy with another person, emotionally or sexually? Yeah. N not only does the lack of trust... Uh, you know, contributes the to that. The stress too. The stress right. contributes too, because when you're when you're stressed and you're in that fight yeah. flight response, the last thing you are thinking about is I'm horny, right? Yeah. Like, or you're very horny one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, it usually, depends on your style. Yeah, you, according yes. to nature, usually what happens is that part of you shuts down mm. because your body goes into, I need to escape the saber-toothed mm. tiger. Like, no time for an erection. This is not the time to spread my legs and be vulnerable. Or like, this is the time to like hurry up and fucking get out of danger, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, that's especially true with women. I, I, I can only know, talk from that. Yeah. But I know when I don't feel safe or I don't have that trust... I am not very excited to jump in bed with somebody. Of course not. Yeah. No, for, we did an entire episode, Celine and I, on safety in a relationship yeah. and why it's so important to women. What does safety really mean? Yeah. How can you create it? And, exactly. and how can you, once it, uh, yeah. it, it's, say, been broken, how can you mm -hmm. build it back up again? Yeah. It is hugely important for women. The other thing with that one, too, is the resentment. Mm -hmm. Right? No, no. When you resent somebody and you're angry at them, do you want to fuck them? I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly the point. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four can lead to health problems. For sure. All that stress, too. Yep. I mean, really. Yeah. For sure. And the guilt. You know, there's so much, like, underlying stuff that comes up around money anyway. If there's lying or not talking about it and that stress and that guilt is horrible. Yeah. Right. Uh, number five, we actually already talked about this one, but the resentment, yeah. right? So it can lead to resentment. And last one on this list can ultimately lead to ending the relationship. That's that 60%. Exactly. No, that's right. All so, right, now to the good stuff. All right, yes, now <laughs> to the good stuff. We've got plenty of time on the show to really dig into the strategies that can help people. Oh, good. Selena and I, when we started doing this show, we made a very conscious decision that Because we knew we were going to be talking about a lot of topics that were challenging or difficult mm -hmm. or problems, right? Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, what a lot of the work we do is helping people solve their problems. Mm -hmm. So we made a really conscious decision that in every show we did, we had to leave people with at least some solutions. We couldn't just tell yeah. them, here's what's going on right. in your relationship. Here's why it's all fucked up. Come on over here and we'll fix it for you. Right. Yeah, like, and, and just, just leave yeah. them hanging yeah. there, right? You know, so we got to go yeah, into good, good. strategies that couples can use to make handling money easier. Good. All right, number one on that list. Talk about money before you make a serious commitment to the relationship. That's that means... It. 
It's tricky. Right in the beginning. It is so tricky. I'm telling you, I was just dating a guy not too long ago. And I realized, you know, very often, and I was trying to figure this out for myself, you know, how am I about people paying or not paying or all that whole thing, right? And I came out with, like, if I'm invited to dinner, they're paying. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's inviting me. But then he was inviting me to a lot of things, you know, and I'm like, all right, I just need to talk about this because otherwise it's in my head and, you know. And so we just had a conversation about it. And he said to me, he goes, that was the most unusual conversation I've ever had. Because yeah. I was willing to just ask him how he was and does he want to pay for it? Would it be more comfortable in a different way? And he was just like shocked by the conversation. Well, this is what we talked about earlier with mistakes, not talking about it, right? right. And that, that can literally start from like day one yeah. in dating. Yeah. You're not talking about it. Right. And you There's need to just be. assumptions. People mm-hmm. just assume things, and you know what? I don't know. I'm old, so it's like there was this, there was this uh, uh, odd couple thing, you know, mm-hmm. of, uh, assuming something makes an ass out of you and me. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a little younger than you, but I still remember that <laughs> okay, one. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know who's watching. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, number. Two, create a series of agreements. Ah, yeah. So that is something we started talking about this before. This is so important. This is this is really, I, I swear, this is the meat of it and also the trap. Because what happens is even if you're clear you've made agreements, we talked about a little bit, you think you're making agreements. So once we get over that and you make clear agreements, you get confirmation of those agreements People get stuck that those agreements are going to stick and people are going to stick with them. <laughs> this is not the people case. People will actually abide by the contract? Right. And this is not the case. And it's not because, and this goes, uh, this is my soapbox, but, you know, we live in a society where there is good and bad and right and wrong. And so what happens is if they don't live up to their contract, then they're bad and wrong and need to be punished, you know? I don't know that you might like that. But, you know, so what we need to do is back up and know these are agreements to see if they're going to work. And then there's renegotiation if yes. they don't work. And All that's right. the key. So I'm going to use uh, an analogy. It's not even really an analogy. It's the same thing, but in a different context. Awesome. Which is in the world of polyamory. So listeners of the show will know that when Selena and I first got together, we were in a triad with another person. That's so always we, tricky. They ca- it can be. <laughs> it can be. It Less can be. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, in God. the poly world, agreements are really huge. Oh, my God. I mean, it's hard enough with two people. You start bringing anybody else in, and it gets tricky. Yeah. So a couple of the things that, that came out of that to help people be better with agreements is obviously we talked about making sure that you understand the agreements, Mm. but here's another one that people don't think of literally writing them down. Yeah. But but people get insulted by that. Like somehow. Oh, I know. It's crazy. But I'll give you, I'll give you a great story from back in the poly days. So this is before Celine. In the poly days. (laughs) Yeah. This is from before Celine. It was was the, uh, a woman I was dating and we were going to a poly event, uh, out of town somewhere. And we were driving there and we had another person in the car with us who uh, also was a coach and also in the poly world. And so just to strike up conversation, just because it's a several hour drive to mm-hmm. where we're going, she just randomly says, so what are your guys' agreements? You know, it's just a common conversation people have. What are your agreements, <laughs> yeah. right? And, uh, and my girlfriend at the time goes, we don't have any agreements. And I'm driving the car. I almost like swerve out of the lane. I'm like, what are you talking about? You we don't have any had agreements. Agree- you thought you had agreements. I'm like, and then I proceeded to list like four or five important agreements that we have. But the problem is we did talk about those things. We never wrote them down. You know, it is so important because you don't remember. We just don't remember things. And that's fair. You don't have to remember. Write them down. Right. We can bring them, them back out. Down. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. So I knew Celine at this time. We were not together at that time. And I also knew her partner at mm-hmm. that time. And so I was talking to her about this and she said, Oh, well, we have them written down when they're on our phones. And, and crazy, and, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously that's what we need to do. She literally sent me 
her agreements with her oh, partner wow. to look at. And I was like, oh, this These is are awesome. good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we, we worked it a little That's bit and, and, and adapted. But it's a short story to really tell, like, not only do you have to create right. the agreements, you both have to understand the meaning of those agreements. Right. And you have to write them down because you're right. You, later on down the road, do you remember what they all are? Yeah. Do you like, or maybe one person remembers them a little bit differently than the other person? For sure. And the last piece is is what you said, which is you have to be open to renegotiating them. And so in the poly world, people, and they would have different schedules, but people would often review them at least once a year. Exactly. Okay. Usually more. Usually more than that. That's why I say at least once a year, but it's often more like, you know, every six months or so, like, are we still in agreement here? Is this working for both of us? And and this is back to the writing it down. Put it in your calendar, right? Put the, the, the renegotiation talk back, put it in your calendar. Yeah. Because otherwise it just flies off. We're busy. Didn't we just talk about that? (laughs) No, that was in 2020. (laughs) That was six years ago. Right. Exactly. Okay, number three, demonstrate that you are trustworthy by keeping the agreements. And this is back to that. You know, there are reasons we don't keep agreements. It's not fulfilling other areas that need to be. So it's like, if you're not able to keep the agreement, it's great when you can just say, you know, this isn't working for me for one reason or another. That will take care of that part. One of the biggest things I end up coaching men on and it's not specific to mm-hmm. money, but it's keeping their word. Mm-hmm. And most men will tell you, well, I keep my word. Yeah. And they do on the big things. Mm-hmm. What they don't realize is all the little things that they do day to day that, that aren't really like simple examples. And I use this a lot, so I apologize for those that listen to the show all the time. But it's like <sighs> when she says, hey, can you take out the trash? And you say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then the morning comes around and you hear the trash truck and you're like, oh, crap, right? <laughs> like, oh, I got to hurry up and go out. But you didn't, At least you, you remember. <laughs> you yeah, but you didn't do it when you said I, you no, would do I'm it, right? And, and it's a small thing. Mm-hmm. But if you think about all the other little things, like I, you say you'll be home at a certain time. You don't come home at that time. You and say you don't call and renegotiate. I mean, that's that thing again, yeah. you know? You say you'll stop at the store and pick up the thing that she asked and you didn't do it, right? They're small, but they build up. And they build to that resentment. They build to the resentment, and but as a guy, guys tend to think of, ah, it's no big deal. I forgot to put the trash out. And one time it's not a big deal, but it's all of them adding up. It's all of them adding up, and what it does, how women perceive that on the other side, and you can tell me. Okay, let's see. I was going to (laughs) say. You can can tell me if you agree with this, um, but how women tend to perceive it on the other side is that he's not trustworthy. He doesn't keep his word because he tells me things all the time and he doesn't do them. Well, and I think we look at everybody like that, right? I would look at another woman like that. And you do. You watch people. We don't really care. None of us care what someone says, honestly, is like we watch what they do. And you know, you can, you, you'll start just moving people out of your life if they're not. This is what I tell people. So, uh, I'm very much into geopolitics. I do not talk about it on this show because it's a complete other topic. Mm -hmm. However, this is one of the things I tell people all the time as they're getting sucked in by all these politicians who are saying everything that you want to hear. I go, I don't care what he said. I only care about what he did. What are the actions? Words mean nothing. Actions mean everything. And it's true in any relationship, any relationship. Yep. All right, number four. Uh, oh, yeah, we just talked about this. Renegotiate agreements as necessary. That's like my favorite one. Yeah. I and mean, you really do. And and really, when you say you're going to do something, it totally is enough to go, I know I said I was going to do this, but let's talk about it because it may not happen. Well, and, and, and that's, that's a big piece of what I try to teach those guys. I, the first thing is don't promise something that you're pretty sure you're not going right. to be able to do. And so many people do that they because do they do the it because the person they wants to hear it. Exactly. That's a big mistake. But the second thing is, is if you do promise something and you can't do it, just own up to it. All right. And I just know. be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Either apologize yeah. that, you, that you screwed up and you didn't do it. Or renegotiate and say, I know I said that I would do this, but I'm realizing now that I've overcommitted myself and can I change this? Right. It's not that hard. It really isn't. (laughs) And it's great. That's really all anybody wants is to know you're trustworthy and that will give them that. Yep. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, number five, have full transparency at the end of each month. Which is awesome. But and really, monthly um, is a nice way. From a finance perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. monthly is a nice way yeah. to do it. Yeah, because the bills are in. You mm-hmm. can just go, where have we spent money? What's mm-hmm. going on? And what do mm-hmm. we want to do differently? And we actually always did that. Uh, we tracked everything. We had a, a, a literally a written list each month. And every time she would buy something, she would write it on the list. And every time I would wow. buy something... I would write it on the list. At the end of the month, we would add it up and go, how much did we spend this month? Wow. Right? Great. I love that. And so... You guys are awesome. I've been been telling myself, I have not done that since she she passed. That's so interesting. Um, I'm sure you haven't done a lot of things since she passed, so... Yeah, I've been a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but I, but I understand that even for myself, I should be doing that because I need to know how much money yeah, I'm yeah. spending. Yeah. Right. But then you just have to make an agreement with yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true too. You know, those with us too, we start not trusting ourselves. It's, you know, it works all the way well, around. And it also comes to that. We talked, uh, also one of the mistakes is refusing to look at mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. So now that my whole financial world has been flipped upside I down, know. it's really important for me to know yes. exactly how much is coming in and exactly how. Mm-hmm. How much is yes. going out? I'm good on the coming in part right now because I've been tracking that really closely, but I've not been real good on the going out part these yeah. last couple of months. And that, yeah, yeah. that's a place where and I that, need to get. And that, you know, you need no more stress in your life and that yeah. probably will help with that too. Yeah. All right. Make a deal. Start doing <laughs> right. that. Thank you. <laughs> Accountability partner right that's here. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, keep a separate account for each person in addition to the shared account. And that's a strategy. That mm-hmm. really is a strategy. So I think I put that one on the list. Uh, I that didn't one? because okay, that yeah. isn't the one. Yeah, I, so I've I, never done that. that I put that on this because that's actually the way that we handled it. Well, it sounds like, I mean, I guess you could take a certain amount of money out of one, but that works because if you don't spend it, you can well, use so, it for so, something else. So this idea, I'll tell you where this idea came yeah, from because yeah. this, this is kind of funny. So... I have a tendency to eat a little too fast, right? Like, and she was a very slow eater. She would just sit there and just like savor the meal the whole time, right? And so early on, even when we were dating, she would say stuff like, hey, you know, I'd appreciate it if you slow down a little bit so I can make sure that I have enough that oh. you're not like eating. You know. She wants to make sure she has enough food. Right, right. <laughs> That, that was a thing for her, you oh, know. Yeah, there, yeah. there was definitely some generational sure. uh, trauma from the European <laughs> right. uh, famines that the, happened. The quick, the quick grabbing, nothing left. Multiple times uh, throughout the the, the decades funny. or centuries, but uh, which so it was easy. So all all we would do if we would make a big oh, shared yeah. meal is we would just like let's say we made a giant salad or something that we would just split it in two and she said now i know what i have right. and i don't have to stress right. that uh, and I i'll eat... share it with you later if i don't want it right exactly <laughs> That's and so, so funny. and so the idea with money was kind of the same it was like okay we've we've got the shared account especially since we ran a business together all income just yeah. flows into the business account and then we would whatever was left that was ours that we earned, we would pay ourselves out, and we would just throw it in our own mm-hmm. bank accounts and manage it however oh, awesome. we wanted. And it it made it easier too from an accounting point mm-hmm. of view because all our personal stuff was separate oh, from yeah. the all business. the business yeah. stuff. That works. So, I like it. You don't have to do it that yeah. way, but, but it's, just it's a really strategy. clear. I mean, it's really clear that way. Yeah, you know, really clear. I mean, my my late husband and I, what we did was anything. It was one account. It's I've never done separate accounts in any relationship I've ever had, and then we had an agreement. If it was anything over a hundred dollars, we discuss it. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to do it, and, and it's just about making the agreements and seeing if that works. Yeah, you know. and being open to renegotiate <laughs> if it open doesn't. To renegotiate, but you know that th- this this segment of the show that's what it's all about is giving people strategy. Yeah. So I love that you put your strategy in there as well. So that was a strategy that worked mm-hmm. for us, and then you mm-hmm. had a different one that worked for you. And as the listener, try them on and exactly. find out which ones work for or, you, or come up with something new that works for you, and yeah. then send it in. And let us know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love doing that too when we give examples of stuff on the show. I like tell people like in the comments yeah, on YouTube I'd or or wherever that, yeah. like tell. Tell us how you do it. Yeah. Right? Maybe you've got and it helps everybody it. else. You know, mm-hmm. when they read them. All right, number seven: consult each other before large purchases. Kind of like ours. Kind of I mean, like yours. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the hundred dollars was kind of a low bar, really. I mean, hundred. Yeah. Well, right now, a hundred dollars is hardly any money at all. So it's, it's one tank of gas <laughs> yeah, in my exactly, truck. <laughs> I know. It would probably be higher now. At this point. But yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and, you know, on this one, it says, you know, consult each other before large purchases. And in parentheses, it says, agree first on what constitutes a large there purchase, is. which That's is important, right? right? That's huge. It's $5,000 a large well, purchase or is $100 well, a large Well, like purchase? you were talking about you and Celine, you know, some amount of money was really big to her and then mm. it wasn't to you. So, it, you know, that could cause conflict right there if yeah. you don't discuss that. Yep. All right. And the last one on the list... Uh, make an agreement to save X percent of your monthly income. This is back to what's val. You know what is important to you. What are those things that are important to you? And sometimes savings doesn't seem to be important to people. So you have to just talk about that too, and let people know if that's important to you. Let them know why it's important to mm-hmm. you. You know, and get them on the same page as you. That is something Celine and I did. I always had in my mind, and this is a bit aggressive, more so than I think maybe the average. Uh, financial planner now, would tell right. you, but but I, what made me always feel safe, especially being an entrepreneur who works for myself, there's a lot of things that can, can happen, <laughs> and shift, change. And we have change. kind of that, yeah. that wave money thing going on. My rule was always to have six months of salary set yeah. aside. That I don't think that's very extreme at this point. I hear four to six Good. months. Yeah. yeah, that that's always what I wanted to do. Yeah. And and you know when Selena and I got together, she was like. Wow, six months. That's that sounds like kind of a lot, you know. Because oh, yeah. she just had never done that wow. before, um, but she liked it. I and, bet she did. And she got right on board with it, yeah. and she she it didn't yeah. take her that long yeah. to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we both did that. We both set aside six months of our income. Wow, and um, that I mean that's a very secure, kind of predictable, safe place that yeah. you can lean yeah, yeah. into. And and but that's the thing is, she had never really thought about it before. But when I suggested it, I think she pretty much instantly understood, yeah, I'd have a lot no, less like stress that. if I, <laughs> I knew, like that idea. you know, because she always ran her own business. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And so, you know, some months business is booming and yeah. you're like, woohoo, five yeah. figure month, right? Yeah. And other months you're like, it's crickets, uh, right. you know? And then you go, ooh, look what we have. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. So that was, you know... And especially if you have goals too, you know, like one yeah. of one of our goals was to buy a house, right? And so you got to save money. Yeah, you do. If you want to buy a house. Especially as an entrepreneur, because you can't show all that money sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. And you know, it's interesting too, because people come into relationships with such different ideas about money. Like when my husband and I first got married, he like used his credit card for absolutely everything. I'm like, why do you do that? Don't you have a lot of debt? He goes, no, I pay it off every month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you pay off your credit? It was a foreign idea to me. Mm-hmm. He goes, I said, why do you do that? Why don't you just use checks or cash? Or he goes, because I make money on the credit cards. And I was like, what? You know, so I, like I learned so much from him. So his, that his is life. actually my strategy. Yeah, I like, I that's what I do now. I credit card balances. Right. Like in an emergency, if I had to, yes. But I never buy on anything on the credit card that I don't already know I have the money to pay off exactly. and I pay it off every month. Mm-hmm. Celine had a different strategy. Although she did have a credit card, she never used it. Mm. She used cash or a debit card. Mm-hmm. I know. Cash for everything she could I use know. cash for and debit card for the things that she had to buy online or whatever. Everything came out instantly. She never ran a credit balance. And that's, I didn't either. And that's how she liked to do it. Essentially, the outcome of my strategy and her strategy are the same. Yeah. Well, uh, you make money. Sorry, you do make a little you money. Do. Yeah, yeah. If you're well, if you're spending I, large I, amounts I of money, totally you're actually making shifted, some decent amount. I totally amount. shifted to his strategy. It yeah. just made sense to me. I had never thought of it before, and I do it still now. And you know, at the end of the year, I can you know make twelve hundred dollars or so yeah. from credit cards, That's and true. I never pay them; they pay me. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. We covered a lot of ground there, and we did it actually in the exact time of the show. I want even to, better. Even better. <laughs> I want to give you an opportunity. Is there any last words of advice that you have for people, couples, when it comes to dealing with money in their relationship? So I think my last words are some of the words we've already said, but I want to reiterate them. You have to talk about money. You have to talk about it. And if you're having trouble talking about it, get some help. You don't need to do this on your own, right? Find a therapist, find a financial advisor, find a coach, 
find someone to help you learn the communication techniques if you don't have them, you know, get connected as a couple in different ways that maybe is preventing you from doing it. Just find the help so that you can have that kind of communication, reduce the stress, have, you know, a relaxed relationship around money. It's just going to help. Speaking of getting help, you do do coaching work as well. If people like uh, the things that you shared on this show and they're interested in learning more about you, where can they find you? Well, right now I have just created a shorter class. I actually don't do one-on-one coaching anymore, um, but I do have coaches that do. And I also actually have a financial coach that works in this area and, and does the work that I do and helps with that as well. Um, you can find us at insightcoachingacademy.com and insight is spelled I-N-C-I-T-E. So it's inciting evolution. Uh-huh. I thought that was cute. Very cute. But so it's insightcoachingacademy.com and you can find out everything there. Awesome. Well, thank you, Beth, for coming on and co-hosting with me. That was really fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. All right, everybody. I hope that you got value out of that and learned some strategies to help improve your relationship to money in your relationship. (laughs) So that's all I have for you for this episode, and I will see you next week. Bye. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.